Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season four, episode 20. Episode 20, Something Old, Something New, was written by Sanford Golden and Karen Weiscarver and directed by Mark Tinker. It aired on May 5th, 2011. Enjoy! Please welcome actor, director, teaching artist, inclusion activist, and host of the podcast Conversations with a Mixed Chick, Christina Pena. Hi, everyone. How you doing, girl? Oh my god, I'm so happy to be back. This is so much fun. I know. I was, I was like, wait, I feel like you were just here. This is the same thing that happened with Caitlin last week. And I was like, I feel like you were just here. But for you, it had been since August. Hmm. Yeah. So welcome back. A lot has happened. <laughs> a lot has <laughs> happened. In the show and in real life. But <laughs> in the meantime, Christina and I went to Palm Springs together for a little weekend and had just a ball together with her fam and my dog. And we had a blast. She was a dancing Christmas tree. I'm sorry, a tap dancing Christmas tree. Thank you. <laughs> the best in the whole parade literally would watch anytime and we also had some really good food so such good food i had a key lime pie martini during the parade Mm -hmm. i forgot to tell you until this very second it was so good oh at um uh yes yes i was like i can't remember the name of the restaurant lulu's yeah yes it was so good and yeah. my dad's favorite pie is key lime pie. So I sent him a picture and I was like, look at this. Because I also rarely drink. Like I, I'm not. I don't. I just do not. My tummy cannot handle. <laughs> my poor little tum-tum can't handle no, it. No, no. Um, but it's my dad's favorite pie. So I was like, I feel like I have to have it. And then he had it at another restaurant. And he was like, look what I got. It was a very sweet little moment. Oh, I love that. So what else are you reading and or watching right now? Oh my gosh. I'm a book talk girly. Yes, you are. So, yes, I am. I just read The Fine Print by Laura Asher, Ashner, Lauren Ashner. can't remember how to say it correctly, but it's called The Fine Print and it's like part of the Dreamland Billionaire um, trilogy. It's real cute, especially if you like Disney. It's like based off of a Disney Park-esque family. So it's it was quite interesting. Also quite smutty. So there's that. The fine print. Like the fine print in a contract. Yeah. It's cute. But there's like a whole trilogy. So I just started that. So now I'm like, oh, I have to read the other two. And I've read, this is like not a humble brag. I've read 24 books already this year. Girl, it's March 2nd. I, <laughs> I know. My goal was 52, which is two books a week, or 52, which is one book a week. One book, yeah. And if I were to get 100, it'd be two books a week. But at this rate, I have read three books a week and don't know what I'll get to. Wow. <laughs> well, if you ever want to slow down and come visit, you're more than <laughs> to take some time off, come down here, breathe some air. I could listen to a whole book on the drive. I know that's what I do on road trips also. <laughs> See, are you watching anything special or you're really just like reading this is okay <laughs> this isn't embarrassing but this is what i do with my life i love okay i love reality shows so there's that but i also love dance reality shows 
So I've been watching the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team. Ooh. Do you know what that is? Okay. It's a show where they take like all the cheerleaders who audition and then they take you through like their training process and they have to get to a team of 36 girls and they normally start at like 50. And so you watch them like get cut and all this stuff. And so it's like, who's going to get cut? Yeah. Is it called the glow up? What was the makeup one? The glow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's called? Or is it like the skin tight? Or it's, it's like skin? No, no, no. It was with Belinda. Beauty by Belinda, my favorite little makeup influencer. I think, I think it's, it's called the glow, glow Up. I think you're yeah. on Netflix. I think it's called yeah. The Glow Up. Yeah. yeah. And um, I like the ones where there is artistry behind the reality, which I think your Dallas Cowboys would fit into. Yes. So there's like a lot of different type of reality. We have like my favorite, which is Drag Race. Oh, and then we love. have my least favorite, very controversial, which is like Real Housewives. And then I we have Real like, Housewives. Yeah, I, I just can't. And then we have the Love Island Bachelor thing of it all, which I've never gotten into. And then we have the Real Housewives type thing, the Kardashians, the Chrisleys, the all of that. Do you go into either of those right now or you're just doing your Dallas Cowboys? I love like OG Kardashian stuff like before the Hulu because the Hulu one's weird. I've literally never watched. You don't watch it but like it. No. (laughs) I've watched some when um, like in the. Like in the nail salon when you're getting your nails done. (laughs) No not even that. I have not. I haven't gotten my nails done since before COVID because I'm like I there's other things to spend money on. Me too. I've only gone twice. I'm not in as dire straits as I'm as it seems, but like it's rough. (laughs) That's fair. Yes. Do you watch like the circle? I love the circle. No. (gasps) No? I want to be on the circle. I already think everyone's lying to me all the time. I have trust issues. That's fair. I feel like I would Love is blind. Oh, love is blind is cute. I want to be on the circle. But I feel like I would go in and I would be myself and people would think I'm lying. I feel like that's what would happen is I would be the person who like is actually myself and people would think I'm a catfish. In what way? I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you don't watch it, so you don't know. But like you only get to have short conversations that aren't calculated, but they feel kind of calculated. And I feel like I'm not that person. I feel like I would go in and try to be snarky. And then like the conversation would just get cut off. I got you. And I wouldn't get to be sweet at the end. Like it'd be like, it'd just be all snarky and not a mixture of both. Yeah. The edit would get me bad. The edit would get me bad. (laughs) Yeah. Are you caught Grace this season? I, yes. Ish. Okay. I'm caught up. I just don't love it. No, it's the 60-minute edit that's really, really the messed up part. But they're changing that. Yes, starting this week, I think. I know Jax. I don't know how I know Jax. It's not through you. It's not through Michael. It's not, yeah. It's not through my old roommate. But I know that I know Jax. I just don't know from where. So when Jax got sent home a couple weeks ago, I was like, girl, you did not deserve that. I didn't love Jax. I also really don't love um, what's her name, Lucy Laduca. She is getting an edit. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is also kind of like not rubbing me the right way. I can't tell why, but like I'm here for Sasha. Sasha oh, needs Sasha's to win. Sasha's my number one. I like yeah. 
I I started to like Marsha, 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 the lip sync episode because I actually saw like what she could do and I really liked her ball looks. Yeah, I just think she's not. Um, this is not like a read. I I think she lives in the world of drag of like very minimum beauty. Yeah, and you like, and the- so it's like. Yeah. I just love the artistry of a full drag. But I respect the artistry of a natural beauty queen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about reading or watching or? No. It's all okay. I do now is watch watch TV and read books. So it's like I could talk for hours about it. That's <laughs> fair. Do you have anything to promote? Kindness. I want to promote kindness. That's it. Be kind to each other. That's a recurring theme with our guests. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So patient breakdown for this episode. We don't really have many patients. We only have Marion who has diabetes and depression. We're going to talk first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Naomi's return, Violet's license, and Charlotte and Cooper's wedding. What is your first note, Tina? I love the Charlotte Amelia ask of like being my bridesmaid and being my maid of honor. I feel like that's something I would do because I feel like all the overworkness of it loses the special specialty specialness of it. And the uh, overwork of asking or the overwork of what you have to do as a maid of honor. Yeah. I mean like both, but like, I feel like it's become so now like, this huge ask. Like, I've been asking yeah. Maid of Honor, and it's just a lot. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. previous guest host Caitlin's Maid of Honor, and she just wrote me, like, a cute little note. Mm-hmm. And then it was a yes, obviously. And then for our gift, we had – it's like a locket, and she wrote us all a note in the locket. I used to wear it a lot, but the kids I was babysitting or teaching would try to open it, and I'd be like, no. So I Don't did. touch it. Yeah. yeah, so now it's it just though. lives a place where I can look. But yeah, I like a simple a simple ask. I would like to be given and give more notice than Amelia got, but hey, she made it work. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts about that too, but we can talk about it later. <laughs> My first note is they're getting messages on paper, like real messages from whoever is working at the desk now who is not Dell. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. It's so true. Yeah, on bright pink paper, which I love actually. Yeah. But- yeah, they're getting messages on paper. Love that. This is a Grey spoiler. So if you're not caught up to Grey's, like, later seasons, maybe skip 30 seconds. Amelia ran away from the altar from Owen with mm-hmm. Meredith. So Amelia offering Charlotte, like, do you need, like, are we, like, what are we doing here? I, I really loved that. I don't really think it's foreshadowing because, I mean, this is a TV wedding. Of course, it's not going to go off without a hitch. But I also loved how she goes, is there anything I can do to help? And it sounds like she's so earnest. Yes. And then she actually gets asked to do something. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I wasn't <laughs> actually volunteering to help. I just thought I'd ask the question. Yeah. But then she was just so happy to be asked to be maid of honor. She was like, wow. Because, I mean, you know her sisters aren't going to ask. Derek doesn't even really tell her he got married. Like, this is her This is her chance. I do love the running theme that you said that about running away from the altar. I love that in every Grey's wedding I've watched, like Grey's Universe wedding I've watched, yeah. 
they've given the chance. Like there's been someone that's been like, I will run away with you. Like there's, there's someone at every wedding who's been like, if this is what you want to do, like I'll do it. Cause I feel like that's not talked about enough at weddings. Like you really need someone to volunteer just in case. That's fair. That's fair. As I'm getting older and like friends are getting married and peers, when I'm invited to a wedding, and if you're listening and I've been invited and I didn't go, it wasn't necessarily this reason. But if I'm invited to a wedding and I like don't know if the wedding's going to happen or like I don't think the marriage is going to last, like I'm not dropping a thousand dollars to go to your, like I'm, I'm just not. Yeah. I can't say I've thought the same but <laughs> yeah yeah because I mean you have the plane ticket you have the hotel you have the rental yeah. car you have that I mean travel insurance in this day and age is like a necessity so yeah I I don't know if I mean I would I would go to Charlene Cooper's wedding but I probably wouldn't have gone to Violet and Pete's wedding no who wants to support Violet <laughs> Violet. Do you have any more first notes before we move to Miss? I mean, to Marion. Oh, um, my other one was Audra's back, and I haven't been on an episode of your podcast where Audra's been in an episode, which like hurt me internally. And I was so happy to see her arms out blazing. So happy. Here she is. My other first note. Here she is. I'm glad you got to see her. Very. I was so happy. Yeah. 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 On to Marianne, diabetes and depression. My first note is also about Audra. I didn't know that Naomi was also an endocrinologist, and I guess it makes sense. I just haven't thought of it because we've never really seen her do anything but fertility. And when I think of endocrinology, like I think of diabetes like this, or I think of weight loss, or I think of, um, you know, not fertility. But I guess that is like an endo field. That, yeah, not a doctor. Should be my hashtag. True. Not a doctor. True. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I would I would think normally Sam would do a diabetes thing because he's more of a mm-hmm. PCP. Mm-hmm. When Fife says that he can zap the sadness out, I said, read the room. But also I was like, where? Can I where? I, I had so many questions. <laughs> I literally wrote, Can I sign up? Like I was like, is that real and can I sign up? Because I would be real happy to do that right now yeah yeah if and then later when they're in the kitchen amelia goes if you invited him you should have known that he was gonna do that like yeah you know him by now you know he's gonna have an off-the-cuff reaction or an or like a new procedure to put forth i just have questions who like who is he like i didn't know who he was that's a very long story okay but he's he was a doctor who used to work there He's a doctor. You know how there was the practice upstairs? Yes. So he was one of those doctors. He's okay. been in love with Naomi forever. Like, honestly, with good reason. Good for him. Not that. But he's been, like, adamant about them being together. Okay. And he ha- he's not on that much. But when he's on, it's great. And he always has these really state-of-the-art ideas and, like, these really – new medical things to do and like he's always really he kind of plays devil's advocate on the medical side okay that makes more sense yeah we could go safe or we could go fife's way well because i was like who gave him a medical degree because his bedside manner is like non-existent that's fair 
until you get like later but i was like I need I, to know just, him, yeah yeah i was like what well, this is guy like he's very strong which isn't bad but it was just like a very interesting like juxtaposition to the people at private practice who are like more yes. nurturing and more um about community mm-hmm. i don't know it was just interesting stark contrast yeah no i i totally see that Bless Michael Thomas Thornton for taking tiny bites of that apple in that scene so that the editor's job is so much easier. Like I kept, first of all, I was watching the apple. Not that I'm expecting to catch a goof, but like this actor works so much and he's so good at what he does that like I would do the same thing. Like take a tiny bite, first of all, so people can't put in the goofs. Ho ho ho, there was a big apple and then there was a little apple. Oh my gosh, always. (laughs) Also he, he made that editor's job so much easier. Mm-hmm. the teeny tiny bites really into it love it yeah when marion says i hope no one treats you like a child when she's talking about getting older and how difficult it is and everyone passes away around you i that's very powerful to me because i mean sometimes i think children are treated too much like children like when you don't tell them the truth and when you don't treat them with respect people do the same thing to our elders and I think that's wrong like even sometimes the way that they speak to Betsy and how powerful it was when Del was dying how Del was so truthful with Betsy about what was happening but still with love and yeah I just think it's important that we treat our elders with respect it's um interesting my grandparents are getting older they're um in their 80s and uh, I was talking to a doctor the other day about um, the developmental stages of life and how you have to look at getting older as just another developmental stage, like not go back to how someone was treated as a child. It's just like the next stage. And even if it's they need more help or they need more this or they need more that, it's like you have to still respect them and keep moving forward. And I feel like there was like toss up of that in this episode of like, how much do you listen to her how much do you not like what do you do but I feel like there's points where they were like listening and then there were points where they were talking over and so it's like gotta find the balance yeah I really like that I do have to say though depression and going through a breakup are two very different things absolutely and I realize that like one can lead to the other but I don't love that they're equalizing the two Mm -hmm. agreed and I don't know. I mean, I get what they were doing and they were kind of like, because, you know, drama, romance, that's what this show is all about, I guess. Yeah. But it wasn't like you're depressed because of this new developmental stage of life and you're depressed because of your loss of independence and all of these things put together and not making a whole picture and making it seem like, oh, she's depressed because her boyfriend died, which is a valid reason. But it yeah. sort of give, gives more fuel to the fire of people being like, oh, just stop being depressed. Like, just just go, like, smell some air and, and eat some good food and you'll be fine. Yeah, I've never, I've never, like, through relationships, I've never lost someone I loved like that. Like, like in a romantic relationship, like, that kind of loss. So, like, I'm I don't gonna be know. Like, what, uh, girl, I, uh, you. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like, but I think... I think it's different than a breakup because there there were like words that weren't expressed, which probably could trigger depression. I mean, like, yes, but yeah, I to me, I feel like I see what you mean, though. 
Yeah, the words weren't expressed because he died, because she was like, leave. Get out of my room. Yeah. Are you a Golden Girls fan, right? Not as big as me, but you do love them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just recently watched the episode where Miles gives Rose a ring and she's like, oh, of course, of course. And then she thinks she sees Charlie in the fridge, her, her, hus- her deceased husband. Yeah. And then she's like, Miles, I can't take your ring because I'm cheating on Charlie. I, that really made me think of this, this storyline. Yeah. Do you think Marion was a librarian? Is that too niche? I hope some of our listeners got it. If you did, please DM me because I hope that didn't go over everyone's head. That was amazing. That was amazing. I was not ready for that, but I was amazing. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Do you think she fosters some books? Sorry, Sutton Foster played Mary in the library in the oh most recent revival of the music band. My only other note was, what's the guy we're talking about? Thief? Fifth? Fife. 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 He's not a psychiatrist, right? No. Okay, so when he goes into back to talk to Marion, I get it's like cute and Naomi sees it and all that, but it was I he was almost like condescending to her about depression and I I just didn't get I was like what is happening? I don't know. I didn't love it. Yeah, it was just weird. The pressure like I think they've handled mental health better in this show and I feel like it wasn't handled well with this storyline. Yeah, no, I I totally see that. Yeah. I'm happy to see Fife on our screen. I (laughs) think, honestly, it could have gotten down to, like, the business aspect of to keep him as a co-star, guest star, instead of an under five. We need Mm -hmm. to have an extra scene with him. Why that extra scene couldn't have been, I would love a scene between him and Addison being, like, take care of her, something like that. I don't know why he had to do this scene. I'd love to have an answer from Sanford Golden and Karen Weisscarver about like why Fife was there and not Sheldon. I mean, we know why Violet wasn't there. She's a little bit preoccupied. We'll get to that. But Sheldon but goes in. To it. He does, but she like didn't not take it. Yeah. So I feel like it was maybe even more of the fact of like, she doesn't like Sheldon. I mean, maybe she, she likes him, but she's not taking to him. The way that she, t- yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. My last note is when... Naomi says that Marion doesn't agree with the approach that Fife suggested, and neither does Naomi. And that's what made Fife leave the room. Yeah. Confused, but cool. Cool, 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 cool. Confused. Yeah. Yes. I hope she feels better. I don't know if she should have that procedure, but yeah, I hope she finds happiness, enjoys the rest of her life, and gets that diabetes under control, girl. And plays Scrabble again. Yeah. At least doesn't keep it out. That's not good to look at every That's day. Sad. It was sad. It's a sad <sighs> moment. On to Naomi's return. Yes. When Naomi left a few episodes ago to go do orphanages and hospitals in Africa, I think, she said some really horrific things to Sam and Addison and Fife. Like, she was mean. Not without reason. But she was mean. And now she's back. And she is being so cold to Sam and Addison. We all know I love Addie. She's my she's my girl. She's not my bestie. Charlotte's my bestie. But, like, we love Addison. But this was a horrible decision on all fronts. Yes. What she did with Sam. Anyway. Yes. I, I've been on it. I will stay on it. Like, I will shout to the rooftops. Like, they should have just been flirty friends forever. And it's been so hard for me not to say that for the last season when they've been together. Because, you know... 
couldn't be spoilery, but yeah, they're not great. And I think Addison just expects Naomi to come back and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I totally forgive you for dating my ex-husband, father of my child. And she's not. Yeah, no, no, no. Another green juice in the kitchen. This is when the green juices really come through. I've been like, where are my green juices? Girl is drinking coffee. Girl is drinking tea. Now is when we start that green juice revolution. That looked disgusting when she takes it out and shakes it. I was like, oh, no, don't drink that. Oh, she will. I know, but still. If this existed today, I really wanted it to be like an Erewhon product sponsor. Of course. Just like that orange lettering. Phew. I love that Fife is still in love with Naomi. And I have a line here that Fife says, prison doesn't scare me. Oh, he's talking about because she's saying that he's stalking her in like a funny way, not in an Mm -hmm. actual stalking way. But then he goes, prison doesn't doesn't scare me. And I thought that was very funny. What are your Naomi's return notes? I love Naomi. Of course. Love Audra. I I agree. I, I don't like Addison's approach to Naomi coming back. Like, I don't get it. Because I think, I don't know, I've always found this, like, weird thing with Addison is I really respect her because she's, like, bold and does what she wants, but then also, like, cowers to people around her and wants to start drama. And I'm like, can we find a a middle? I just, I don't know. I was, like, really mad. I was like, why does Addison want to be Naomi's friends? Like, what? Why is she so obsessed with Naomi after Naomi's, like, give me space? I don't know. Ten years from now... If yes. we ever find men to love us, <laughs> and then one of us is one, and then, okay, I'll just say that I'm the bad one here. I'll say I'm I'm going to say you'd be the Addison because I don't date friends exes. Neither do I. Okay, I but I. Date anyone. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, anyway, okay, so let's okay. just say I'm Addison. Great. And I date your ex-husband. I would never. I literally would yeah. never. Yeah. But let's just say, and then we break up, and I'm like, please forgive me, Christina. I love, like, we have so much history. Like, we've been friends forever. We got on vacay together. I mean, I get it. I know. I know. I get it. It's a weird thing because they've been friends for so long, but Addison messed up so badly. But also, Sam messed up so badly. So, what I do appreciate is that Naomi is equally as cold to Sam and to Addison. Like, if Mm -hmm. she was just cold to Addison, no. If she was just cold to Sam, like, don't love it, but fine. I think that Addison – also, I also got really mad about Addison telling Naomi that she broke up with Sam because, like, I was absolutely on Sam's side in that. But then I was trying to think, like, I guess – it just makes it look like she didn't care about the relationship with her and Sam, which is, I guess, not true. But, it like, it, I don't know. I, I feel like it's always weird when friends like that date because it's like, then you have to pick which friend you care about more. So messy. I don't know. Messy. Yeah. I mean, Sam and Addison's issue the whole time is not communicating and also, like, a little bit yeah. using each other. But that's a story for another day. When Sam says, Maya, Naomi, and I adjusted our lives to accommodate this relationship, and you can't see that, you can't acknowledge the toll that that took. And then Mm -hmm. Addison says, this relationship didn't just happen, you went after it. Both of those, they can both be correct, which is why I think this scene was so well done, because I love the scenes where there's a fight and you can see where both of them are coming from. 
Yeah. I wish that we still had Maya on this show. Like, why she's not here, I don't know, but I'm mad about it. Because I would love to see the scene where Maya is like, Aunt Addie, why are you dating my dad? Oh, absolutely. I'm so sad watching Naomi and Addison interact this way. I have, like, a pit in my stomach when I was watching. But Naomi's absolutely right to feel that way. But I was like, but, 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 but. And then when Naomi says, I hope it was worth it, I was like, yes. Yes, Naomi, like you, you have every right to be angry. And I love that she said that to her. Agreed. Naomi was also talking about how reentry is harder every time. Uh Uh-huh. And how she has to come back to all the petty drama. I was like, you're right. Because I feel like last time Naomi was on, when she was being so quote unquote mean to everyone, she was like, you do this, you do this, everyone does this. Like, I can't be around this. Like, I totally respect leaving a toxic work environment. It's just tough when your toxic work environment is also your friendship and your relationship and your family. Like, that's where it gets yeah. really rough. I mean, which yeah. leads to other things that happen in this episode. But yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all of it. All of it. I'm pretty sure that this, my last note for Naomi is a Sam and Naomi scene. Someone says, that's who Addison is. Someone says, how do you get past that? I think Sam says, how do you get past that? And Naomi says, I don't think you can. And maybe it was vice versa. Does that sound familiar to you? No, but oh, is it at the wedding? It's at it's at the um rehearsal dinner. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, I think it is too. I'm not entirely sure, but yes, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also like you have to if you can't get past it. Like, do you accept her for who she is and her? What's the word I'm looking for? Restrictions. Quirks. Oh. Works, yes, sure. but like, do you, do you, are you, do you continue your friendship relationship? Yeah. You continue yeah. your friendship relationship with her knowing that she's not going to change and not trying to change her. Like, do you take her as she is or do you just, as Sam says, maybe we can't be friends? Like, I mean, it always makes me go back to that idea of like, you can be friends and disagree about things like pizza toppings, but you can't mm-hmm. disagree about things like racism. So, mm-hmm. like, you have to decide what you can where the line is yeah yeah you have to decide where that line is for you i mean i feel like it Mm -hmm. should come before racism but definitely after pizza toppings maybe around the line of dating your best friend's husband i don't know well and and every friendship is different and so and every person's allowed to be different and so uh. any more for nay's return nope except that i love audra mcdonald i'm glad you got to see her (laughs) i know yeah she's She's something else. A queen. Yeah, I'm glad you got her. A true queen. Violet's license. Your face. I also didn't want to add it, but like originally in this outline, I only had Marion and Charlotte and Cooper's wedding. And then I was like, there's more than that. I know it. Yeah. And so I was like, Violet's license has to be in here because now I know it's here. And then I was like, mm, we'll add Naomi. So, okay. Yeah. We always talk about how people show up to offices unannounced on this podcast and i uh just would like to say that violet is now doing it to this emmy's office and uh she's showing up unannounced thinking that it's normal and like everyone goes to offices without without appointments and i was like take a break yeah no 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 especially if someone's investigating you that makes no sense like why would you show up without a lawyer without like no even if you well, think she you're should right. absolutely yeah, her lawyer should absolutely be there. But, like, Violet thinks she can change everyone. Like, Violet yeah. is always right, and she can change everyone. That was sarcasm. 
That was absolutely sarcastic. I really just don't like Violet at all. You're allowed. You're allowed. She has redeeming qualities. We're just not seeing a lot of them this season. I don't care. At this point, I don't care. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. I am loving, though, her headband moment with the sweater blazer thing, like her little bump it in the back. It's very not Violet. Is she wearing a wig? I was confused. I wonder that a lot. I don't think she is, but it does. This season, it has looked like a wig. But like this episode in particular looked very wiggy, like very lace front. But I I might be wrong, but I was like very interested if that was the case or not. Not that I know of, but I do know that her hair is much shorter next season. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Oh, yeah. Oops. Oops. (laughs) Life-altering spoiler. Yes. There's a scene about four minutes in when they're in Addison's office and it's Pete and Addison. The Mm -hmm. neck of Pete's sweater is so frayed and like not in like um this is a really expensive sweater but also it's supposed to look like this way it's like you've had this sweater since the 60s and you're just continuing to wear it in 2011 i just don't get how he thinks it's okay to wear that to the office especially when you show up and like addison and charlotte and even most of the time amelia are like looking like this and like cooper has on a polo or a button down every day or that sweater that shall not be talked about anymore and Sam is always dressed to the nines like leave that sweater at home like wear that for painting or something I think it's showing his emotional turmoil and his relationship with Violet okay okay so you're thinking he just like fraying at the edges oh wow that's a little (laughs) bit too literal for my design taste but okay I I also think it could be the fact of like he couldn't take care of Lucas and Violet and himself so he just like didn't worry about what he was wearing he just found whatever was on a chair and didn't think about it Mm -hmm. i forgot that katie went to i forgot that katie went into septic shock i forgot about that oh yeah i didn't remember that i mean now that she said it i remembered it but i was like oh right just makes you dislike violet more (laughs) my entire body went stiff when the medical examiner was like so do these doctors often discuss their cases with each other my entire body went stiff because we've been talking about it this entire podcast series and we've made fun of it, but also I've known this was coming the entire time. So, yeah. haha. Haha. I was like, oh God, we're here. We're here. We're here. And I was looking, I'm working on the schedule for season five and seeing, you know, who's going to be our guest host when Melissa's available to come and when Jackson's available to come and all of that. And I was like, there is so much next season that is so hard to watch. And I'm, nervous for it i can't wait i just think i don't know i get that they're messy and i get that they're messy like personally but i also think that they shouldn't be messy in the office but like that's my own personal how you should separate business and pleasure and life i don't know i do really i really like the co-op structure like Uh i would love if my gi could talk to my pcp and Uh, agreed yeah Stuff like that. Like, don't even get me started on my eye doctors and dentists aren't considered a part of the normal healthcare system. But, like, we'll we'll get to that another day, someday. But, like, I love the co-op structure. And it is hard for me to believe that upon introduction into the practice, 
that they don't have some paper signed, like your case will be discussed with all of these doctors, depending on your needs. Like, it's hard for me to imagine that they did not do that. But do you think, like, so I wouldn't mind if all my doctors talked about me, too. Yeah. But I would mind if one of my doctors took my file to another doctor and just gossiped about me. Granted, I'm a fat individual. And if one doctor was like, oh, my God, this girl is so fat. Look at her. Like, it. that's a little, I think it's a little different than, like, all my doctors talking together about one patient. No, I agree. But I, I think... I know what you mean. I, I mean, get I, what you're saying. I can't, I can't think of any case where they've done it in a negative light. Maybe Sheldon or Violet being like, I'm thinking of the, um, oh, Margo was on it and I'm forgetting the name of the disorder. It's not multiple personality. It has a different name now. Dissociative identity mm-hmm. disorder, DID. Mm-hmm. Oh, Margo's screaming right now. DID, like how they all sort of came together and were like, is Paris Geller lying about this? Mm-hmm. So that's like the only... That's the only, like, gossipy one that I can think of. Mm-hmm. But no, I totally get it. Especially if it's going in the way of, like, your PCP consults whoever. Like, because, like, BMI isn't zero. Being like, yeah. is she faking? Like, will losing weight cause all of these issues? Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that too. Don't know. I think Naomi had a great idea with Violet taking a voluntary leave of absence. Agreed. And everyone got really mad about that. I get where Pete and... Cooper are coming from of like we cannot abandon her but it's not abandoning her it's just like even go on sabbatical be like I'm gonna study in I don't know Scotland for a while like I'm gonna see what's going on in Germany it's also letting her save face because if like something happens and people start attacking her or anything she needs to be taken out of the environment so that people can do their jobs and yeah like I don't think it's a bad idea like of course, Cooper and Pete are going to be the dipshits that they are, but I, like, it was, like, it's not a bad idea. Especially, it made me mad, because, like, the women are suggesting it, and the men are saying no. I was like, really? This is what we're going to do? That's just, that's how it, I know. it falls, just in their proximity of closeness to her, but I, I see what you're talking about. You know about. what I mean? Fair. Anyway. I sure do. I also really loved when Violet was in her little hearing and she said, we are not going to be disconnected dock in the boxes because I feel like so much that's what we have to deal with right now mm-hmm. because of all of these. I don't disagree with it, but I totally, I, I get it. Yeah. But especially someone who's moved a lot and being a generation who our healthcare system or our healthcare is not tied to our jobs like our parents have been. Yeah. And like, we have to switch doctors all the time. Absolutely. Just recently, like I found a doctor out here in LA and then a couple months later, they were like, mm, we no longer take your insurance. Sorry. Crazy. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So where does that leave me? Yeah. Yeah. Pete standing up for Violet is really beautiful to see. And I I know, I see your face. I see your face. I get it. I see it. And I just absolutely cannot believe that Violet is not going to Cooper's rehearsal dinner. Okay. She makes everything about her. Are you surprised? If it were anyone else but Cooper, I would not be surprised. But it's this is Cooper's rehearsal dinner, and he needs her right now. I guess so. This whole thing is weird because I feel like they know they're doing something wrong. Yes. And so... 
they just they didn't think they get caught. They don't want to get caught, and so they're like scared and trying to save face. And I don't think they're blaming Violet because they know they've all done it and they know that they're all wrong. And so now that someone's there to they don't all want to get caught. Right. But they're not scapegoating her because they're just asking her to leave isn't scapegoating her. But I don't know. I have I have a question slash like something to say that made me like upset about Violet more. Yes, please. The whole Pete Violet backstory that they they talk about in that little quick moment with the lawyer. Um, yeah. Is that like he was her patient and then they slept together and now they think it's okay because they're married. Before the series started, Pete's wife died. Okay. Unexpectedly. Uh huh. And he and Sam were friends somehow. So Sam was like, talk to this therapist. They met like once and Violet was like, this is a normal grief right here. He joined the practice and then they started dating like a year later. It was just, it was funny to me because I'm like, wow, like no wonder Violet's a piece of trash with her boundaries because she really doesn't have any. Yeah. I mean, like, and Pete doesn't care because Pete, doesn't have boundaries either i don't know it was just like i had a little bit more respect for pete and now i'm like wow i don't know if i have well to be fair she's the she was the um doctor so she was the one who was in the anyway anyway yes yeah i was just like thrown for a loop because i don't remember that and then i was like oh great you didn't see it it was like a flashback okay Anything more for Violet or can we? Oh, I have, I have more. Please take it away. Her lawyer said something and I didn't write it down verbatim, but I thought it was really interesting. And then it says, I'm sure you're good at what you do, but it doesn't give you the right to sit down and talk about patients over coffee. That. Yeah. I was like, oh, that makes it so much sense because it's like, it doesn't matter if you're great at your job, if you're not going to follow the rules. That got me and then i wrote violet makes everything about her an exclamation point that was literally all i wrote and then okay pete and addison i forget if it's like i think it's at the wedding where he like confronts her about her interview you know what i'm talking about maybe it's at the dinner like pete comes up to addison and blames her for the investigation do you remember this yeah yeah okay but then i was like wait and i went and rewatched the interview he brought up the things that caused them to investigate the practice. He told them and wrote down a list of patients that they talked about. I was like, wow, Pete, you're the one to blame, not Addison. And I, I was, I'm, I'm ready to see where that goes. Cause like that is going to get me if it, if it comes out that he's the one who did it. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of our own actions. I know. But yeah. Okay. That's my last note. That's it. <laughs> I'm glad we can be done with Violet this for this episode. Gosh. Yeah. Also written out, it's Violet's license, which is makes sense, but makes me want to sing Olivia Rodrigo. Oh my god, I thought about that too. I've got my Violet's license last week. Just like we always talked about. Alright, Char Coop wedding. Sharper wedding. Charlotte Cooper wedding. Mm-hmm. When the parents are meeting in the office and the music in the background is quite literally going womp womp. <laughs> I laughed. Yeah, the whole womp, 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 it's coming womp. out of Violet's office. I know. It's so uncomfortable. Also, speaking of uncomfortable with Violet and Cooper, did you watch like the very beginning 
at like I think I wrote it down six minutes and 46 seconds there's this like really awkward moment where Violet and Cooper are in her office and she's like groping him almost and someone opens the door and she like pulls away the lawyer comes I know I was like um if you're getting married this week like that's not marriage behavior sir I don't know the whole Cooper Violet relationship always gets me yeah (laughs) yeah when Cooper's dad says, I'm thinking Delhi, but I could be convinced to try something a little more risque. I was like, oh my God, what like every Jewish dad says when they're asked about food. That's so good. I never even thought about that. And they're at Cantor's Deli, like which is a real small business in LA. Love that. Trying to go there next week. Trying to go there. You should. I have issues with Cooper's mom like a lot when they're sitting there in the office and like charlotte leaves with her mom cooper doesn't like stand up for her like go with her i would have had like a little bit more respect for him if he had just been like no like we're gonna do this but also charlotte's mom was like we're not going so it's not strictly one person i mean that's the whole that's what the whole episode is about is that you know yeah i know you can't like <laughs> yeah that i i can't verbalize it but that's what the entire episode about yeah and then when Cooper is standing up for Charlotte and he says, I was giving you one side of the story, I was like, yeah, I get it. But also, like, you got to be careful who you vent to about someone who is going to be in your like who you're going to marry. Like, you yeah. can't. I had a friend once who was living with their partner and needed a break from their partner. And so they came to stay with me for a while. And I was, like, fully prepared for them venting about their partner the entire time. And they didn't. And then they got married. And I was like, that's how I knew that these two, my friend and their partner, were meant to be together. Or that they were going, yeah, they're meant to be together. They're meant to be together. Yeah. It's because when she was staying at my house, never said one word about that partner. One bad word about that partner. Yeah. And just simply needed some space. It's interesting because I feel like most of my friends know this, and and you probably know this. I'm a Pisces, and so I forgive but I don't forget and so but I think that they're like the parents aren't even they're not just not forgetting they're not forgiving and I feel like I would like in a situation like this if someone were to vent to me because like all my friends vent to me I don't know why it's because I have a babushka face (laughs) it's always like you have to follow the lead of the person who's in love and you're allowed to express your opinion but like it's their You follow their lead. And if they go off the cliff, like go off with them and support them. And it was very funny because like I have parents who would if I even if I married the wrong person, like I could marry the wrong person. And my mom would tell me that, but she would still be there every second of the way. And so don't know. It's just interesting dynamic to watch. Yeah, I think I don't know. I I. I mean, I think your mom would be there for you, but I think she would tell you, be like, are you sure She would tell this? me, but she'd still walk with me down the aisle. 100%. Yeah. Can we talk about the prairie dress? <laughs> what in the world was the prairie dress? Like, what? I suddenly, like, I really want to see her in a period piece now. Oh, like, my gosh. I want to see her, like, on Yellowstone. Yes. I even would see her, like, in, oh, I would love to see her in House of the Dragon, but, like, anything period with, like, I would like please putting it out into the universe that she should be in a period piece absolutely i could also be in with her that's another that's a story that's a second request from the heavens that's a little much 
Ruth looked at the camera like, what'd you say about my mama? What'd you say about my mama? Did you? Okay. I don't know how I feel about this line. I mean, I have feelings, but they say, I think Charlotte says it. I hope we make it to the altar before they convince him otherwise. I was like, Uh what a great way to start a foundation of a marriage. (laughs) Thoughts? Thoughts? I I don't think I can say anything. (laughs) For the rest of the time or for... Well, on that subject. Oh, okay. Because it's a spoiler-free podcast. Got it. You can just tell me later then. No, I won't because you're also not going to be spoiled. (sighs) Fine. Fine. (laughs) Okay. I get Charlotte not wanting to wear the prairie dress again, though, because, like, when she married Billy, didn't go well. Like, also, if you get married twice, like, you shouldn't have to wear the same dress twice unless you want to. And then her mom goes, that wasn't the dress's fault. That is true. Rude. Yeah, I sure. But it also wasn't the dress's fault. <laughs> but also when she Fine. when she tries to shame Charlotte with her father's memory, I was like, come on. Come on, Mama King. Like, she was no, no. daddy would have wanted this. Girl, Amelia's little pout after Charlotte says, I hope we make it to the altar before they convince him otherwise. That was really cute. It also showed mm-hmm. her youth, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm at the rehearsal dinner now. What in the side pony is going on Addison Forth Montgomery? Literally no idea. No idea. Her hair has looked so good for the rest of the episode. And then it's just like a side pony. Girl. Girl. Also, it wasn't even like a done side pony. It was like in a ponytail. Like there wasn't a hair wrapped around it. There wasn't like any zhuzh. No, no. No. But Amelia looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's in another little flapper dress with the fringe. And her hair is gorgeous also Fife mm-hmm. is holding his fedora and Naomi kissed him it was cute it was cute I also just uh need to talk about drunk Sheldon just just note that he was very drunk talking to Mama K it was so good it was so good who do these parents think they are yeah they can't just tell them to not get married that's not how life works the amount of jewel tones at this wedding <laughs> looks like Pearl Studios I had so, yes, I had so many questions. Also, how did Addison, I mean, not Addison, how did Amelia find a dress that's the same color as Violet's with zero days notice? That's a really good question. One like, day's notice. One day. Okay. One, and then, but no, cause she bought it like the day that they, that she, I don't know. It was just like, it was, oh, the fake, the fake out at the beginning of the episode. Total eye roll. Oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> We've talked about Amelia's sobriety a little bit. We've talked about Charlotte's sobriety a little oh, bit yeah. more. And mm-hmm. we're not really going to get into it right now. But just want to note the fact that, like, Amelia ordered champagne for everyone, made sure she had a ginger ale, and then it was not ginger ale. Uh-huh. As someone who loves people with allergies and, you know, people who don't drink for any reason whether it be I don't know addiction pregnancy medicine just not wanting to lots of things that's not something that is take that should be taken lightly like there should be Mm -mm. an obvious difference between them also I think only Pete was it Pete who asked if she was okay or was it Sam it was Pete like only one person yeah, only one person noticed. I mean, I don't know how many people know about it right now. I know that Pete knows and I know that Addison yeah. knows. 
Yeah. But you would think if your friend, like if you're near your friends and like they would, I don't know, I would, I would notice. Yeah. Yeah. So- something like, I'm not saying the best boy should have gotten in trouble because like he was literally just doing a job, but that is something that needs attention paid to. Yeah. Whether it be someone asking about an allergy in a food or if it is alcohol or not. Yeah. I, I love, love that, that they, they ran away. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I love it. The airplane seats look so spacious. <laughs> and I was so jealous. Because when I'm yeah. on an airplane now, I am like squished in and like I can't use yeah. either of the armrests. And I'm sure they were in first class. Like, let's be honest here. Of course they were. But it was so spacious. Also, I had so many questions on there when they get married. And there's this like one shot where Charlotte grabs Cooper's neck to kiss him. Her nails look crusty AF. And I can't tell if it's like a lighting or her actual nails. And I was like, there's no way Charlotte's nails would not be pristine on her wedding day. It was just like a notice of mine. I did not notice. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I I'll, Yeah, I always rewatch. I'll probably get to this in a couple months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's like a there's a shot of her nude hand and i can't tell if it's like the lighting or like her actual nails aren't done because in the next scene they they look a little better but not much so interesting okay shot question yeah Yeah. anything else for their wedding no okay this is gonna be a content warning for charlotte's assault my only miscellaneous note and we'll put it in the show notes per usual this episode has 6.8 million viewers. We usually get to that in trivia, but I just feel like it's important to note this episode had 6.8 million viewers. This is a happy, mo- I mean, pretty happy moment in Charlotte's life. Like there's some yeah. drama, but season four, episode seven, did you hear what happened to Charlotte King had 10.18 million viewers. The fact that an episode where a woman is brutally attacked, terrorized, has 4 million viewers more than her wedding makes me feel ill. And that is just what our society does. But do you think, do you think that it could be like to play devil's advocate? Do you think it could be people who are survivors want to witness what a TV show does with a storyline like that? Like more people want to see how they handle that moment on film versus like, a wedding or maybe that's just me and my film brain i hope you're right um i i'm yeah. sure that that episode was more publicized, publicized. than this one i'm sure that yeah. there are a lot of reasons but that is almost double mm-hmm. it makes me really angry that's a fair feeling to have yeah i uh are you a one tree hill girly no, but I, it's fine. I know you are. I am, yeah. The three main women, Haley, Peyton, and Brooke, yeah. those are their character names. Yeah, they yeah. have a podcast now, and I it's like the oh, only yeah, yeah. official, quote-unquote, official podcast that I listen to. And there's a couple of storylines with just like, not an assault like Charlotte's, but women being attacked or, you know in like the damsel in distress of it all yeah and they talk about how that is there for a reason because the Mm -hmm. writers and the producers want the views 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Charlotte's attack was because of that at all. I think that it is an incredible episode and I'm very glad that it was shown on the way on TV, the way that it was shown. Mm-hmm. And I'm not minimizing that. I don't know. Society, man, just, it's awful. You think about, so like this show and One Tree Hill came out in like the early 2000s, right? One Tree Hill's before this, but yes. Yeah. But One Tree Hill is like on the Grey's timeline. Oh, okay. Anyway, but that's like ish, right? So yeah. if you think about how far we've come, like, I don't know if you watch Gossip Girl, yeah, but course. there's this, like the new one. Not the new like one. The, not the new one okay, yet. So no, it's on my in list. In the new one, in the new one, spoiler, there's this like scene where a girl who's probably like 14, 15 in the show has sex with somebody. He films it and then sends it to the school. Like that storyline, how it was treated in 2023 to watch versus how it would have been treated in like early 2000s are completely different and so I watch old shows like this and I'm like wow they had like I get it it's for views I get what they're trying to do but like the fact that someone had the audacity to try a story like that and it gained viewership how it did is a big deal Mm-hmm. But I I get what you mean when like that episode got 10 million views versus this episode that's happy. I mean, that's why Law and Order SVU has been on for so many freaking yes. seasons yeah. is because people are interested and invested in stories like that because they know somebody or they've been through it or they've heard, like it's just I don't know, there's something real about it that is scary and sad that we as a society are drawn to it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's why true crime is so popular as well. Right. And there has been a concerted effort recently with the Law and Orders and other shows where, you know, assault is covered, where it's covered in a different way. It's not shown so much for spectacle as it is for representation and for Mm -hmm. raising awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Which is is nice to see. Yeah, we we don't need to talk about society anymore. We're not going to fix it. I just yeah. felt it was no. Do you have any more miscellaneous kids? Oh yeah, is it me or was the music extra loud this episode? I noticed that also. You noticed it, right? Like every yes. time they would have a conversation underscoring, I was like, "What? It, why is it so aggressively loud?" It's not as bad as Marvel, but it was not great. Yeah, it was a lot, and it was like nothing I'd noticed before. Also, there was all like weird shots where they would like, like in the episode, in the episode where um. Naomi and Sam are having a conversation in the kitchen. There's like a random shot where it pulls all the way out and then pulls all the way back in. Do you know what I'm talking about? It pulls like out past the yeah. like glass yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. way yeah. and then it comes like right back in. I was like, that's a weird shot for no reason. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was strange. There were strange elements in this episode. Yeah. The direction really gets very experimental in season six. And I have just mm. found that the closer that we get to season six, it gets stronger. Yeah. Like there are some yeah. episodes in season six where you're going to be like, was I drugged? Ha <laughs> I not going to lie. I kind of love episodes like that. Like this is not the show. Can't wait to have you on. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Great. Sam, what's your style? Okay. So starting 23 minutes into the episode until the wedding comes back. The dress that Addison is in is, like, honestly, 
wow, 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 wow. It is long sleeve. It has a deep V zip up neckline and it's dark teal and she has perfect hair. It's like straightened, but flipped out and curled at the bottom. She always looks gorgeous to your listeners. We know this, but like step above, honestly, like step above. Who's our guest star spotlight? Our guest star spotlight is John Rothman, who is Cooper's dad, because he's a reoccurring judge on Law and Order SVU, which is my comfort show. Yeah. Funny. Comfort show. Funny. (laughs) But I know, right? But he's like, he's had some pivotal moments in Law and Order. The second he came on screen, I was like, oh my God, I know who that is. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was my other one is I really like Tess Harper because she was in are you a crimes of the heart fan as a theater person i don't know the casts i know the show but okay crimes of the heart's like one of my favorite shows that i'd always want to be in and she plays chick in the film version of it and so that also made me is it streaming do you know if it's streaming anywhere i don't know if it's streaming but it's got like it's got some good actors in it okay i'll take a look I finished all 20 seasons of NCIS and I'm caught up to modern day and I'm now watching Bones and I'm on season three. I've been watching for a week. Oh my gosh. Uh, So yeah, I'm watching Bones and talking about it with Science with Sarah and our dear listener Jade. So if you uh, are interested in Bones, let me know. I've never seen it before. Please don't give me spoilers. Okay, thank you. Love that. (laughs) Trivia for this episode. As we talked about before, this episode scored 6.89 million viewers. This episode's title originated from the traditional rhyme for what a bride should wear at her wedding for good luck, obviously. Tess Harper, who plays Augusta King, also played Pam Nelson in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season six. She was in a car accident and her daughter was like, don't drive, you can't hear. And Mark was able to restore her hearing. Eileen Ryan, who plays Marion, went on to play Marjorie Reed in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season 11. She has terminal cancer, and Maggie did a slow code to allow her to die on her own terms because her daughter wouldn't let her do a DNR. Love that. Will you let me know about Christina's choosings? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I don't know. I really want Violet to lose her license. Okay. But I think that's just because I don't like Violet. I think that Violet would be an awful, like as someone who's gone through a lot of therapy in my life, I would never trust Violet with anything of mine i think her writing a book is dumb and it's been my least favorite storyline for yeah yeah it's rough like even worse than addison and sam i almost this sounds really bad i want she's laughing i want violet i am i want violet to try something with cooper and destroy her marriage but then cooper stay strong and prove to charlotte that he's a good man that's what i want to happen Okay. Okay. How about, we didn't see much of Sheldon, but how about Sheldon? I like Sheldon. I always like Sheldon. Sheldon has the weirdest dye job, though. Like, his hair is not that color. I don't really pay attention to that on him for some reason, but I will now. Okay, well, there's that. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like Sheldon's drunkness at at the rehearsal dinner is going to lead to him doing something stupid. With Charlotte. With Charlotte? But, like, Charlotte won't. Yeah. Didn't okay. he used to want Charlotte? No. Am I wrong? He did. He did. Yeah. Am I missing something? No. He recently got with a writer who wrote a bad review of 
Violet's book. <laughs> okay. I like that. Anyway, those are my choosings. Those are my guesses. What about the whole Addison, Sam, Naomi thing? I want Naomi to find all the happiness in the world. I want Addison and Sam to pull their shit together and um, figure out how to co-mingle because they chose to sleep where they work. So they have to figure it out. Amelia? I I wonder if the sip of champagne is going to do something to her sobriety. Okay. Okay. On to ratings and MVPs. Do you need a minute? Do you need to discuss? No, I figured mine out. <laughs> yeah, it just came to me this time also. Yeah. Controversially, my MVP is Fife for still fighting for Naomi, helping Marion. And honestly, I'm just really happy for him that he's finally, quote unquote, getting the girl at the end, no matter how icky that trope might be. Like when Melody was on a couple weeks ago, Fife was talking about how he's going to be waiting for Naomi in the hotel room. And ever since then, I've been picturing him in the hotel room with like roses on the bed and like music playing for three days or four days waiting for her to come so I'm just really happy like I know that that didn't actually happen likely Mm -hmm. but ever since Melody was on I can't stop thinking about it so he's my MVP I didn't want to give it to anyone else I almost gave it to Amelia but I give it to Amelia an awful lot so my MVP I feel like I always give to Charlotte and so it's going to be Charlotte Amazing. I love that she does what she wants. I love how she asks Amelia how she wants to ask Amelia. I love that she picked her dress over her mom's. She told her mom off. And I love that she's a fighter for her own happiness. Yeah. Good. Good. (laughs) My rating is you're on the beach and the wind keeps blowing sand in your face and you want to keep enjoying the beach, but the sand is getting in your eyes and in your mouth and it's stinging your skin and it's all over your hair and like, you just, it's so painful, but you love the beach, but you don't love this. How about yours? That's funny because mine also has to do with wind on the beach. <gasps> mine was a piece of trash on the beach that you can't seem to get away from because the wind keeps blowing it. I almost you. did that. I almost really? did that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I almost, but then I was like, mm, I'm going to sound like Katy Perry being like, do you ever feel like a, pa- like a plastic bag floating in the wind wanting to start again? Yes. And then yes. I was like, mm, no, because I can use that for another thing with like pollution. I can use that another time. And then I'm thinking specifically, like I went to Malibu a couple months ago and the winds were really strong and it was like ingrained into my scalp, like for yeah. two or three showers after. And dear listeners, I wash my hair very well, but like it was so ingrained into my scalp that I was still finding grains of sand for like a week afterwards. So the sand spoke to me more than the trash but I almost did trash yeah and I chose it because I feel like there's this like almost underlying theme of regret follows you in this episode whether you acknowledge it or not there's this idea of like maybe I made the wrong choice maybe I made the right choice da, 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 da. but there's like this like eerie feeling of like everyone's made a choice and they have to live with what happens with the choice yes yeah thank you you're welcome. Do you have anything else before credits? I'm sorry you're a few minutes behind for your deadline. It's I'm fine. I'm just going down the street for lunch. It's I'll make okay. it. Okay. Okay, great. I figured if I gave us a deadline and then I was a few minutes late, it'd be fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anything else before credits? I just love coming on this podcast. So thanks for having me again. Of course. I am working on our schedule for season five, so I'll let you know. Melissa is in White Girl in Danger at second stage in New York. 
So she is love that for her. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm ecstatic for her. But so she's on she's going to be on the podcast a whole lot less uh, because her time obviously goes to that like off Broadway comes before this podcast, obviously. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you listen to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And you can follow me at Prima Donna Pena on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, and we might read your review on the podcast. You can become a member of our Patreon community at patreon.com slash podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 4, Episode 21. They're available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. Yay. Yay Thursdays. Yay Thursdays.